I'm going to tell you a quick story. Street performers tell great stories. I remember seeing you sweat. Be they comic or tragic, they're always entertaining. Oh my God, what a good one. This is a Stories from the Pitch short. Welcome to Stories from the Pitch, a podcast dedicated to creating a living oral history about street performing and some of the crazy characters who populate this world. Who we are is as much a product of the world we grew up in as the DNA we got from our parents. It's the whole nurture and nature thing. You can't fight genetics, but where you grew up and what you see, do, and hear along the way certainly shapes who you eventually become. Today's story is a bit of a teaser for an upcoming interview that Al Miller did with Peter Panic. This short story doesn't specifically relate to Peter's career as a street performer, but it does do an incredible job of exposing some of his personal history and the excitement that this guy from New Jersey experienced in a tale we're calling Meeting the Boss. So let's talk about the best moment of your life. The best moment of my life. Best moment of your life. Tell the whole story. Well, I will give you a shout out because I would say that might possibly be the high water moment of my life. It's not <laughs> happened twice. Saturday night and Sunday night, I think it would have been September of 2003, I got to meet Bruce Springsteen. Right. And I got to shake his hand. And I'm from New Jersey, and that was sort of the soundtrack of my youth. And a lot of his early songs, they were the same song over and over. It was about like, I'm going to get the car running, I'm going to get the guitar in tune, I'm going to get the girl, and we're leaving this town. Right. You know, right. over and over and over. You know, Born to Run, it's always with the girls in the cars. And uh, the girl he was singing to in Born to Run was Wendy. Mm. Wendy, we were born to run. So to me, that's Peter Pan. Right. That's Peter Pan saying, yeah. come on, let's go. Let's go have an adventure. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. let's get out of this no-horse town. And uh, I'd heard the story on Peanut or something like that, that Bruce Springsteen and his entourage had come up after your show in Sydney. Right. He was there. He maybe had like four or five shows in right. Australia. And right. he'd just done one in Sydney the night before. Right. And, uh, but he can walk around the streets there. Where he was I think, there, like there was security. Right. He was there with his wife and his kids and a couple of people and security. And I didn't notice. Right. But I picked one of his security guys to be in my show. Oh, okay. And I didn't notice he was there at all. Right. But then and after you wouldn't the have show, recognized him anyway. No, you he had a hat and sunglasses yeah, on. Yeah. yeah. Right. And his wife came up and said, "Hey, uh, that was a great act. You're amazing." I'm Patty Springsteen, this is Bruce Springsteen, da, da, da. and he came over, he's like, oh, you're the best street performer I ever saw, and he put 350 bucks in my hat, <laughs> and basically gave me his phone number, Right. And said, if you're ever in the States, give me a call, we'll hang out, and I was like, what? Right. You know, this interview is supposed to be about me. Right, yeah, so no, this is... <laughs> <laughs> no, take over, take no, over. No, 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 I heard that story, and um, we were just doing street shows in Harvard Square on Friday, Right. and Bruce was going to play Fenway Park... First time ever. First time ever, and it's a baseball stadium, so it holds maybe 35,000 people. Right. Bruce Springsteen at Fenway Park. So he's doing a sound check Friday night. He's going to play Saturday. He's going to play Sunday. I'm not even going to try to get tickets because it's sold out and it's really expensive and you know there's no way I can get in. But I'd heard that story, and so I said to you, I said, Al, you know, Bruce Springsteen's in town. He's going to play a show tomorrow night. Do you still have that phone number? You know, you got to call that dude. And you had forgotten. You didn't know he was in town. And you know, right. It wasn't on your radar. No. Nah. And I watched you pull out your phone and walk over to the curb right there off the pitch and talk for a couple minutes like this. And then you come back over and you said, yeah, they remember me. They asked me how many tickets I want. And you said four. 
I was like, four? You could have asked for 20! <laughs> but I, I said, I said, I'm going. I said, yeah. you're taking me. And I'm taking my girlfriend, too. Yeah. I was with Patricia at the time. And so we did. We went uh, yeah. the next night, and it wasn't like a crazy backstage scene, but we had access, and as he's walking up the ramp to get into his limo, he walks by and he's shaking hands. And then we went back again the next night on Sunday... And when I did get to meet him, I will admit, and Dan Foley, because the next night, Sunday, Dan Foley came, and I sort of lost my mind. Yeah, Dan, yeah. Dan still teases me, just because I started saying, hey, I'm from Jersey, and I, we yeah, love yeah. you. I was like, we love you here, man. It must have been fun playing Fenway Park, and he's, you know, I think really famous people, they don't like when someone turns into a screaming fan, but right. I really felt like I'm meeting Elvis. I'm a teenage girl meeting Paul McCartney, yeah, yeah. and I just think he's the cute one. And, uh, and The way uh, I remember it is we walked up, and he's like, Al, and I'm like, hey, I'll give him a hug, and then Patty said hello, da, 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 shaking hands, and then I'm like, this is my friend Peter, da, da. and you're like, I'm from Jersey, dude! I am! I I'm am from, from Jersey. Jersey! And like the next minute, like the security like ushered him into the car, I know. and they drove off. I know. Well, I, that's my one chance. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, like I said, Dan still teases me, but yeah. you know, the guy has a real power. One of the things... He did this thing to me that I thought was incredible. He, just recently, he came back to town and played Fenway Park again. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have access. When was this? Just a few years ago. Oh, I must have missed So it. you were out of town. Because yeah. I remember calling you up saying, can you get me in? Right. I remember one time you said... Uh, oh, not normally when he comes to town, I always go. I know, I know you do. So I just go and I do the thing where I ride my bike around. Yeah. It's great. I mean, I just I heard Tom Petty that way. That was uh, a great yeah. concert. Tom Petty, there's another guy. Like, that's the music I like. Is that music from the 70s, rock yeah. and roll. So... I'm out there, he did two nights, and I went both nights and I saw the same thing, and it actually just, it's amazing the power. I mean, it's not like he's a cult guy that nobody knows about. It. He's, there's a reason a lot of people love him, he has his power, but yeah. I go the first night, the second night I'd had a gig, so I'm a little bit late and I'm on my bike, it starts to rain, and I'm going, oh fuck, it's raining, I don't like riding a bike in the rain, but I was like, you know, if Bruce is playing, I should go listen. Right. And I'm pretty sure it's not raining hard enough that he's stopping the concert. So I ride down there and it's in the rain. And both nights as an encore, he played Dancing in the Dark. And I, that was never my favorite song. It's a very poppy song. Um, I'd rather hear Racing in the Streets or something like that. But um, both nights, something really interesting happened to me. Do you remember the music video that Courtney Cox was yeah, in? Yeah, yeah. He pulls a girl from the audience. Courtney pulls Cox, her up big on break. Yeah. yeah. Pulls her up on stage and they do like a little dance. Yeah. So these people would be just out there on the curb on Lansdowne Street in the rain, drinking beer or whatever. And a guy would get up and go to his girlfriend. He would go like this. Yeah, right. And he'd reach out to her and she would get up and they would do the Dancing in the Dark song. Yeah. I saw that happen both nights. I said, that son of a bitch. Now <laughs> I like the song. I don't want to like the song, but you, you have the power. Yeah. Next time we come to town, I'll have to definitely uh, get yeah, you to and I can, again. I can behave myself. But the, the thing I wanted to tell him, when we were kids, there was a radio station. Every year they would do this. They would play Bruce A to Z. Right. Everything Bruce ever recorded wow. from A to Z. I mean, that's the type of fan base he has. Yeah. And we would tape it off the radio. Yeah. And I wanted to say, you know, we used to have everything you ever recorded. And I would say we would buy the music, too. We weren't trying to steal music from you. We were buying the albums. But we could get rare B-sides and European yeah, yeah. releases and all these obscure things. I would bury a body for the dude. I would do anything for him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, that's cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
Stories from the Pitch is produced by the Busker Hall of Fame and is made possible through the efforts of a dedicated team who share a passion for the recording, editing, and presenting of these stories. This episode is proudly sponsored by Dolphin Creative, a company who is proud to support street theater and all of the incredible characters who make up this world. Wherever you perform, Dolphin Creative salutes you. For more information, please visit dolphincreative.org and huge thanks to Stuart Avery and his team for sponsoring this episode and four more to come. If you like what we're doing, please do swing by the Busker Hall of Fame website, click on the donate button, and throw a little love into our online hat. Your contributions really do allow us to create more content and grow this resource. Music for this episode came from Tim Sars and the Carnival Band from Vancouver. Links to both Tim's work and the Carnival Band are posted in the notes section for this episode on the Busker Hall of Fame website, so do check them out. Got a story to tell? Something you think we can improve? Or perhaps you're interested in becoming a sponsor of an upcoming episode? If so, drop me a line at cbg at buskerhalloffame.com. On behalf of myself, Executive Director Lindsay Lindbergh, Associate Producer Magic Brian, Al Miller, who captured this story, and the rest of the staff of the Busker Hall of Fame, we hope this finds you well. And as you perform for audiences around the world, please remember to use your superpowers for good. I'm David Aiken, the Checkerboard Guy. Thanks for listening. 